SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Well, today marks World Literacy Day, and although the literacy levels in the country have been improving, of course, there's still many concerns when it comes to the literacy rates in our schools. And I think one of the big conversations around this matter has been uh, the struggle that is faced by many children, not just to read, but to read for meaning. So to, to be able to understand fully what one is reading and, of course, lots of other conversations emanating from that, including the importance of mother language, uh, mother tongue rather, when it comes to uh, the languages of preference that children should not just be taught in, but also have available resources that they can use. Uh, Let me welcome to the show Lorado Troc, who is an author and specialist multilingual editor at Buku Children's Literacy Foundation. Lorado, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Also joining us for this conversation, Lucas Ledwaba, the author as well as founder and editor of Mukuru Kuru. And Tate Ledwaba, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for the invite. I want to talk about, you know, firstly, marking World Literacy Day. And as individuals who are in the literacy space, who are contributing to the production of material and who are trying to address the needs of of our society. Lorato, where do you see the biggest challenges when it comes to literacy in this country? Mm. Okay, thank you for having me. And um, I mean, we have, every day we, we know, we learn about our children not being able to read and write and so on. And I think for all these years, we've been talking about the lack of access to reading material, not only that, but lack of access to reading material that's relevant to the children. And that's the biggest uh, problem that we have, the challenge that we have in our country, that even if there may be some access of the children that we have, we have access to things, they are not relevant for what they are supposed to be learning. Are they learning the right thing? Are they reading the right thing? Are they reading things? that they would like to read and enjoy, because the whole thing is also reading for enjoyment. I think when, when we get children to start reading first for enjoyment, then it gets, you know, it automatically gets them to read for all the other things as well, because they, they, they can now, they, you know, relate reading to, to, to enjoying taking a book and just reading. So we need access most of all, and we need uh, access to materials that, children can read in their own languages. That's the other issue that we have. It's such an important dynamic that you're bringing in there, Lorado, that it's not just about reading, but it's about material that's relevant to children. And oftentimes that can be a a difficult thing to try and ascertain, I imagine, from both ends, whether it's from the production end of things or even uh, from the end, uh, you know, from from the consumer at at the end of the cycle, who has to try and figure out what their children's interests are. So how do you work through that process uh, as a foundation? Well, you know, Buku has done a lot of things in, in the early literacy space. And what we pride ourselves in, most importantly, is that we always encourage reading 
you know, for, for mother tongue of home languages that children are able to. And we have been doing that for many years. And, you know, recently we've just had Puku uh, webinars. We've had webinars in the whole of June to July where we, we had a webinars in all the nine languages, African languages, and we had people in the space of literacy and writing as well to just talk about reading and what is important and the parents saying that, you know, you you see all these children or parents taking children to the to schools that don't have any of their home languages, but that doesn't mean that they are not interested in children learning or knowing their languages. They would mm. like that, but where is the relevant material? And what Kuku is doing is actually doing something that no one has ever done in this country: book review, reviewing books that are written by South African for South African children mostly in African languages, because access, 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 like I was saying from the beginning, that when people don't know how to access material, where to access material, where is it produced, how do I get hold of it, the material that I want for our children, who is that, that, that space that does that? We have had hundreds of books that we have reviewed on our website where parents can go and log on to our website and check that, oh, I like this book that talks about Selani and the Giant, Selani Lidimo, Tafitwana, Ikwadiyeke Lorato Drog. I love this book, but I've never known how to get it. I've heard about the story, but I've never known how I can access mm. the actual book, who sells it and how I can get it. So we, that, we do that as a foundation. We make sure that access is more important. Lucas, you know, let me bring you into the conversation and perhaps begin with uh, a similar question for you uh, in as far as as your own foundation is concerned. And again, in trying to respond to the needs and to the challenges in this country, how do you go through your own process of determining what you should be working on and, and what you should be producing? No, that's a question. Um, my primary focus area is ensuring that people read books, people get access to books. So as in Kuru Media, we run books except on our website with a lot of book reviews. We also interact with uh, authors and publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the significance... Oh, Lucas, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening there, but I, I have a difficulty with that line. I think we might need to redial you because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to make out part of what you're saying. So the team will bring uh, Lucas back on the line. Uh, Lorato, let me continue the conversation with you. I love the fact that you are promoting multilingualism, especially in, in the production of books that you're engaged in. And... For me, it's one thing to to have the work taking place outside of the institutions of schools. But I think it would also be important for for this work to be included uh, in school so that it's part of the daily learning of of children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's very important as well because I mean, Schools are not just on their own. Schools have got children who go home. They, you know, made up of uh, uh, parents who are involved in the schooling and so on. So the other thing that that actually people does is we we train well. We we, we facilitate uh, book review and story writing for parents, 
for authors, for librarians, for teachers as well, because we actually believe that teachers, you know, as them being at the forefront of learning and teaching, they are storytellers. They are storytellers. They just haven't been able, or I don't think anyone has tapped into what they have in in terms of writing, reading, and writing the books that their children would like to read, or or writing the books that they as teachers would like for their children to read. So mm-hmm. we discovered as people as we run the workshops, we discovered that teachers know how to write. They know how to write stories. They know how to write stories for themselves. They know how to write stories for their children. No one has just been able to get teachers to write those. So it's not an isolated thing. You, we, we, you don't just look at teachers as teachers. They are authors. They are storytellers. There's so much more that you can get from just teachers being teachers. Mm, so mm. That's, that's, that's kind of the holistic kind of education that we can look at in this country and say, how do we get teachers involved in the, in the in the production process of the material that they are receiving, not just them being receivers of material. Uh, Lucas, I understand that you're back on the line and hopefully it will be much better this time around, but I'd really love to hear your perspective on, on some of these issues as well. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, I was saying we live in a country where not many people go out to buy a book there's a very small percentage of the population that does that. Um, so what we try to do as Mukurukuru Media, we give authors, publishers, a voice and a platform to reach more people, to encourage people to write. You know, we run book extracts. We run stories based on books that are published. We also do uh, book reviews and interact with authors and publishers. And why is that important? We, we can never underestimate the importance of literacy in a society. Um, we come from, you know, the pre-1994 era, where television was not, you know, widely available. So books were important elements that took us to where that we had never been to. They stimulate the imagination, they enhance the brain. So we did not only read so that we passed the exam at school, but also read for enjoyment, entertainment, and to learn about other cultures. So it is very important, even in our society today, where people are consuming information in other ways through technology, uh, cell phones, and so on. Literacy remains the key cornerstone of every society. I'll give an example. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was very ATM in Tembisa, and there was this young person who was taking too long at the ATM, and it turned out that this young person, who could not have been over 25, could not read. So somebody had to come and assist that person. You go to ATMs in rural areas, you find a lot of elderly people who face the same challenge. Mm. So reading books, introducing children to reading at an early age, put them at a very, very good advantage so that they need to understand society. They need to broaden their horizons. They broaden their minds. And the United Nations Education and Scientific Council, UNESCO, has declared the decade starting next year as the decade of the mother tongue. 
and we can never even begin to imagine what it will it would be like if people all over the world are speaking one language not everyone understands english not everyone understands french every person and it has been proven by various studies learns better in their own mother tongue so it is important what people like puku are doing introducing children to literacy and literature in their own mother tongue you know we 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 have for example i always say the japanese built a toyota one of the biggest selling cars in the world what language were they speaking when they built the car they were speaking in their own mother tongue the germans built their own brands which are very popular in south africa and elsewhere in the world same thing they were built using their own mother tongue which proves that you don't need to be proficient in any other language for you to be a scientist to be an accountant to be a lawyer so i think it is important that books play a very very important role in the foundation stage because once you have a nation of readers then you are surely going to have a nation of thinkers you know what you're saying lucas is so important and i'm thinking about you know the the generations that we have had in this country post democracy right somebody like myself who was in grade 6 not not grade 6 <laughs> who was 6 years old rather um at <laughs> at the onset of democracy so going through a schooling system you know you then former model c schools and you are part of the first generation of black children to go to these former model c schools and the 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 language you're learning in is english and afrikaans and there's no other option that's that's on the table and when you then try to introduce sibedi much later on in the curriculum you're in high school we've already missed out on so much you understand what i'm saying like it's it's already cost so much in as far as even the kind of association that you have with the language and i think this the emphasis on being able to read and write in in your mother tongue is such an important thing and it's actually something that i would personally feel disadvantaged me in the long run you know because it was then what what my brothers what my younger brothers know now having done sepedi as an as an optional language for their whole lives is so much more than i do and the idioms that they'll that they'll have and that they'll know about and i'll be like why do i not know all of this well, i have been disadvantaged but i can never make up that time that that i have actually lost out on and and i'm sure i'm not the only one who has had that kind of experience um in in high school i had a a teacher a science teacher who studied at rao and she had studied throughout her life in africans and she was teaching us uh, physics uh, we were told she was a, a doctor physics but she was struggling to express herself in english mm. but that did not mean that she did not understand science mm. so it's a it, it's a debate that we need to have as a society Mm. A few years ago the Department of Basic Education brought up this proposal that 
children in the you know foundation stage need to be taught in their mother tongue. There was a huge uproar, particularly from uh, African parents who were saying, no, we want our children to learn English. English is a business language, uh, but there are people who are not proficient in that language. And two plus two, get closer, will always be four. Two plus two in English will still be four. So the issue of language and uh, societal development is very important and cannot be ignored. Right now, we have a big problem in our schools where children are expected to learn, you know, in high school, they are expected to learn science, mathematics in English. But they they are not proficient in the English language. So before you mm. even grapple with theorems and mm. uh, and all those things, you have to deal with the language factor first. Mm. So that disadvantages a lot of people. So I think the it is important to introduce children to languages at a very very early stage. Yeah. But the mother tongue should take. Uh, preference. Yeah. yeah. Lorato, come in there and then uh, I'll yeah. also take a couple of callers that are engaging yeah. on the subject. And re- and remember, you can use the numbers 011714 to get in touch with us. We're talking literacy, marking World Literacy Day. And, uh, you know, how do we improve the literacy rates and levels in, in our country? Lorato? And I so wish that uh, parents can understand that, I mean, no one is saying that English is not important. We know it is important, we know it is widely and so on. But if they can only understand that, you know, I mean, there's been so much research that has been done that has proven that for children, you know, when children understand their, their mother tongue, their home language, when they've got that firm foundation, of their home language, it's so easy for them to get to understand an additional language like English or whatever language else they're going to be studying. It's so important because, you know, even now, when you say children can't even read English, because English is not their mother tongue, it's not their home language, even if they do it at school as home language or this language. And then when they get home, that's not the language that they speak at home or that's not the language that they hear every day when they play with their friends or when they go to their grandparents and so on. I mean, what we have seen also is what Fuku has done with Omar Katrina Esau, who is the only person who now speaks the home language, the new language. Omar Katrina cannot read and write Mm -hmm. at all, but her language, which she calls the language of her soul, is deep within her. It has stayed with her even all these years when she was forced to abandon it and she didn't. Today she has produced a book, even though she can't read and write, but the process of producing this book, it was entirely her telling the story in her home language and, and, and her granddaughter transcribing it and having it writing it in English and African. That is how important home language is to, to everyone, to, to, to people to understand that your home language will always be the language that will take you a second language that you will be learning. And Puku's work really has been, you know, phenomenal in a way that just yesterday, Puku was announced at the UNESCO um, Literature Award, the, the, the prize winner of the, the Literature Award from UNESCO, that we have been doing this for a decade. And it has proven that our work is really worth, worth it.
Oh, all right. Let me go to the phone lines uh, from Umlazi. Uh, Sponello, good morning. Morning. Yes. I, yes. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I may have uh, been out a bit, but my understanding is that literacy primarily is the ability to read and write. Mm. Now, what I've learned over the years is that it's possible that you let someone learn. You allow them to study. Now, basically, what that means is, if, if the person, uh, if a person is able to read and write from an early age, they are not scared to study. They're not scared to learn new languages because you've taught them at a at a very very young age. Now, what we have a problem is the limitations that we put on how much one can study. You know. We, 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 we limit the amount of information that we give to our kids at the age of four. We mm. think, no, a child can learn mathematics at age four. But that's not true. The thing is, we don't teach people to learn at a young age. Now, what happens is, as someone grows older, they have that tendency to fear learning new things or learning as a whole mm. because they've not been uh, able to learn from a young age. My mother put me into grade one at the age of four years. Mm. I finished my trick at 16. Oh, jeez, Bonello, you are one of those miracle babies. <laughs> no, but that, 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 it wasn't a miracle per se. I was studying like every other child. I was doing math, science, accounting and everything like every other child. Like currently I have two degrees. I don't have a problem with them. I'm doing my third one. It's not a problem. It's not a, it's not a a miracle to study because I'm able to learn new things every day. And I don't have a fear. If someone uh, gives me something to learn, I'm not afraid of it. If someone tells me learn Tosa, I don't have uh, prejudice against it. I think, ah, why would I want to learn Tosa? Why would I want to learn German? Why mm. would I want to learn, mm. you know? Because I've been learning from a very young age. You, you, it's not that we don't want to teach our kids. It's not about Zulu or English or maths or science it's what we teach the kids to learn to study to get used to study okay all right sponelle i mean sponelle yeah sponelle uh thanks thanks for calling in for that view uh exposing children to diverse content i think that's really Mm -hmm. at 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 the heart of 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 what he was saying faith you're calling us from east london good morning yeah pilagunjan I'm fine, you, mm. you know what, uh, I've got a concern. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if your, your, your visitors can assist. You know, here in South Africa, we have 11 languages. Mm. And we, we are scattered all over the country. When you, for instance, I'm staying in East London. I speak uh, Tsonga, I speak Kivenda, I speak. Those are my languages. But when you get here, you ask up, your children have to learn in Africans because they can't. Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. All right. I, I think uh, Mum Faith there pressed the wrong button. Are you still on the line? Your call has been placed on okay. hold. Okay. No, not quite yet. Um, we'll see if we can redial her again. Uh, Tabo in Tabanchu, good morning. Good morning, Kathy Ligai. Good morning, Ligai. How are you? 
look, I, I, I just want to link this discussion to the topics that you have uh, regularly with uh, Professor Matabozul, I think that's his name, who speaks a lot about African culture. And indigenous history. knowledge systems, yes. Knowledge systems, yeah. And I think the, the, the issue of language, because it's part of our culture, it's also very important. But uh, I, I support and I agree with your guest there to say we need to start to teach uh, these languages um, at a very young age and it needs to be made compulsory throughout our schooling, you know, because I think uh, this is the only way that we'll be able to compete globally as a country. Uh, I mean, I've had the privilege of uh, traveling abroad and and living in some of the countries, predominantly uh, countries where French is spoken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why you'll find that even here in South Africa, we have such organizations as Alliance Francaise. I don't know if you know about it, because at the end of the day, these countries, they try to promote their culture through language, because if language can be mastered at all levels, then every... uh, element of development depends on your ability to master language. That's why I was saying Professor Matrabu speaks about astronomy, medicine, science, and everything. That comes from our indigenous knowledge based on our languages. And I believe if we can uh, preserve and uh, restore our languages, we can take it to a level where we can even advance it in terms of uh, different fields of studies, business, and so on and so on. Because I guess English is a business language. Mm. But if you go to Germany, English is not a business language. You know, you go to France, in business, in parliament, in school, engineering, everything is done in French, in German, and so on and so forth. So I think we need to take it upon ourselves to develop our language to an extent where we can practice it in business and in every sphere of our lives. So the way things are isn't the way they Mm. always have to be. We can change that. There is opportunity to change. Absolutely. There is opportunity and I think government needs to play a big uh, role in ensuring that they invest in developing our languages. I mean, when I went to school, we read so many books uh, in Setswana and, uh, you, you know, unfortunately that doesn't get carried through, in, you know, into our social lives, academic lives and our career and so on and so forth. Okay. So back in the days, there used to be even a newspaper in, in Setswana, then they used to call it Siponi or something like that. That was written in Setswana. So we need to bring back those kind of cultural and social uh, um, practices that promote our languages. Faith in East London, good morning. Welcome back to to the show. Uh, good morning again, Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry I was cut off. No problem. Go for it. And I did not even hear most of what the gentleman was saying. But my main concern is that uh, I'm now in the Cossaland. I'm now in the Eastern Cape. I've got children who are growing now, and about, but they are at primary level, foundation phase. Mm. They can't speak Sikosa. I can, they can only speak my, our language here at home. At school, they are forced now to do Africans because I, I don't know Sikosa. Even Africans, I do not know. Mm. But it, it becomes so much of a challenge. So my, my request would be, but if the government can really look into an issue of planting different language schools in different provinces, so that when I get to Eastern Cape, I know that the school that is teaching to Tsonga 
or to Sotho or Africa, or sorry, maybe the baby. Mm. So, mm. so that we can be able to teach our children our language. Okay. All right. I'm Thank- one of the yeah. very concerned parents about that. As I'm talking to you, my children are doing online schooling. Mm. And it's very difficult to get a, a, an online school that does languages. It's very difficult. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for that call, Faith out in East London. Okay, we're quickly running out of time, so I'm not going to have enough time to give our guests an opportunity to respond. Uh, Lorato, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, please, just your final thoughts. Okay, uh, uh, for me, it's that we need to keep writing, we need to keep producing relevant material in African languages, in home languages, we need to keep promoting reading, and also the heart of reading is reading for enjoyment. If we can get our children to read for enjoyment, then they will read for everything else. Lucas, 30 seconds as well. Uh, there needs to be greater effort to support uh, writers who write in African languages, especially in the foundation stage. There also needs to be greater effort to support African language media. We have a newspaper here in Limpopo, Sipon. It is the only northern Sotho newspaper in the country. It is closing down because of lack of support. It would be a tragedy if languages end up endangered like the Kun language that Lorato spoke about because there is no support for writers, publishers, editors. There right. needs to be greater support. Thank you. Thank you so much to both of you for being part of the conversation today. It's, 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock and Musa has your latest news.